Good morning, everybody. It's Jody with our 10-minute daily devotional. Happy Thursday. Hopefully, everybody's having a great week. We are on Friday Eve, right? One day until the weekend. And dogs are working. Oh, boy. Um, let me open this up in prayer, if y'all can hear me. Dear God, thank you so much that we're here um, with you this morning, um, despite the distractions at home. Please help us to be able to really just um, listen and hear you and feel your love in our hearts. In your name we pray, amen. All right, um, so I was getting ready to get on Instagram this morning, and as I'm getting on, um, this little video pops up, and it's of a mama lion um, and this baby tiny cub. So, so cute. And he looks like a little stuffed animal. And he is um, just roaring, roaring, roaring over and over again. And the mama just looks at him, looks away. She's just laying there looking at him like, okay, you know, whatever. And um, the verse, it's actually, there's a verse from Proverbs that says, be bold as a lion. And there's this little lion just roaring away. It's so cute. Um, all right. So I wanted to start this morning by telling you guys about, um, I mentioned, you know, my friend Erin, who has lung cancer. We've been talking about her and um, our Bible study went and prayed with her um, on Tuesday night. And it was so awesome. One of the ladies in our study found a song um, called Million Little Miracles by Elevation Worship. And so we play, prayed that played that song and just kind of silently prayed. And then my friend prayed for her. Um, and my friend is an amazing prayer and it was so awesome. But the song million little miracles, for some reason, that's kind of hard to say. Um, it's such a great song. I'd never heard it before and I can't believe I haven't heard it, but, um, I wanted you guys to go out and listen to it. Um, it is called, um, whoops, scroll down on me all my life. I've been or it's called Million Little Miracles by Elevation Worship, but the lyrics say, all my life I've been carried by grace. Don't ask me how, because I can't explain. It's nothing short of a miracle I'm here. I've got some blessings that I don't deserve. I've got some scars, but that's how you learn. It's nothing short of a miracle that I'm here. I think it over and it doesn't add up. I know it comes from above. I've got miracles on miracles. A million little miracles. Yeah, miracles on miracles. Count your miracles. One, two, three. I can't even count them all. And then it goes, um, you held me steady so I wouldn't give up. You opened doors that nobody could shut. I hope I never get over what you've done. I want to live with an open heart. I want to live like I know who you are. I hope I never get over what you've done. It's not coincidence and it's not luck. Oops, it scrolled on me again. Sorry. Um, I know it comes from above. And then it does the chorus again. And um, even in the death of my brothers, I can't even count them all. You are closer than no other. Um, and so it just is a really cool song about how sometimes we forget to just sit back and think about how many miracles we have in our life. And it was good for me to sit back. And as I was listening to the song and praying and um, just thinking about the miracles in my life that I don't even think about sometimes. 
So anyway, with that, let's get into our story of Joseph this morning. We are continuing to talk about Joseph when we last met. We talked about how his brothers came to Egypt and all of that. And um, so what Bill Munt says here is just talking about the primary message in Genesis um, of this story. And basically what humans meant for sin, God meant for good. Isn't that a great thing? What humans meant for sin, all the things that his brothers did and Potiphar's wife did and all of that, all was so bad, but God used it for good. God can use anything for good, can't he? It says, eventually all of Jacob's family, 70 of them in all, are brought down to Egypt and there they settle. And God, through Joseph and the most unlikely of actors in the story, as it were, um, Pharaoh you know, um, Abraham, he's faithful to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and he preserves them and makes them into a great nation and blesses them. And so it says on his deathbed several years later, Jacob is blessing and cursing his 12 sons. It is interesting what he says to Joseph. So in Genesis 49, 23 and 24, Jacob says about Joseph, the the arches the archers bitterly attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him severely, yet his bow remained unmoved. His arms were all made agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. And it says Jacob is acknowledging all the sin and turmoil that Joseph had to deal with in his life. And yet in his blessing, he said, your hand was not moved. You stayed strong, not because you are a stoic, not because you've got that kind of personality, but because God made your hands agile. It is God who is in control of your life, and it is God who is doing his work in the midst of sin. Isn't that awesome? It is God who is doing his work in the midst of sin. Eventually, Jacob dies, and Joseph's brothers become nervous. Ah, dad's gone now. Now we're going to get it. That's what they think. And it says there is a great storyline in this account about the power of guilt. Whenever you look at Joseph's brothers, you are seeing guilt at work. They were sure now that Joseph was going to get them now that their dad is gone. So they said, let's lie. Let's say dad said you won't do anything. And then in Genesis 50, 20, Joseph says, as for you, you meant evil against me. So he's not excusing his brothers. He says, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that the many people should be kept alive. And so, of course, you know, um, he predicted the, or I guess, interpreted the dream. Um, so he interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. And so he knew that about the seven years of famine and the seven years, um, or the seven year good years and then the seven years of famine. So he says, even in the midst of all the injustice, all the pain, all the hurt, all the sin, Joseph still believes that God is sovereign over all, willing and able to keep his promises. And so the bottom line is, what do we learn? And there are three main things. God is omnipotent. God keeps his promises. And we are called to faith. So we'll talk about those more. Um, tomorrow, uh, but let's open our journals. Today is February 24th. Hi, Tiff. February 24th. 
And I'm going to write God can use anything for good. God can use anything for good. God can use anything for good. Let's write down our praise and our prayer request. Let me pray for us. Dear God, thank you so much that you can use anything for good. Thank you that Joseph could see this through the hardships in his life. He always knew that you were with him, and he always had a positive attitude that you could take these hardships and use them for good. Please help us to remember that in our everyday. In your name we pray, amen. All right, I hope you all have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.